Podesta goes on to say, we are confident this will not produce any conclusions different from the one the FBI reached in July. But irregardless of that, Wolf, there's no question that at this moment, this is a political gift for Donald Trump. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey guys, it's been a very interesting week, and we're back doing it again live. And if you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. Check out my calendar and follow me on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And if you want to be part of the chat, because we got a lot of people on the chat tonight, if you want to be part of the chat, all you got to do is click that box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can be part of the live chat. And the third way you can listen, if you cannot listen live, we invite you to listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show, which, you know, it's that's a good version, but the live version has way more fuck ups. I edit the shit out of the podcast. You want to listen live. That's the whole point. So as I start every show the same way by bringing you up to speed about what's been going on in our time apart. This is the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Before we talk about the political stuff, because it's only one week left, thank God, the Cubs have pushed it to a seven-game series. The Cubs are playing Cleveland right now. And I think they can do it. It's going to be tough. And, you know, Cleveland's a good team, too. It's not like they're not. And it's not like they don't. They haven't won in a while. They haven't won since since Wesley Snipes on the team. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's a bad reference. But it's funny, nonetheless. So, 45, they haven't won. Yes, and Wesley Snipes was on the team. They had three of those shitty movies, and I don't think they won at all. In any of those movies, I think they just made it to the playoffs. Anyway, so the Cubs are playing now, and I hope they do it. And, of course, it's one week left to the fucking election, and it can't end soon enough. And either way, we're fucked. But either way, nobody's going to talk to us for four years, which is great. So Halloween is over, and that's an unfortunate thing for Salem, but we all made it through. It was a very profitable season. It was fun. It wasn't just profitable. It was very fun. And now it's over. And now the planning for Christmas. And the lights are already up. Are you fucking... They add commercials for Christmas are already there. Like November 1. Are you cereal? I mean, come on. And I'm planning for Christmas. I mean, I started... I haven't shaved. 
and now I'm going to grow the beard out. I'm going to I think I'm actually going to dye my hair for Scrooge, which would be nice. And then I don't have to worry about those fucking chemicals and shit. So and again, I don't know if you guys know, but Scrooge will be taking over the broadcast in December because I am actually working every Wednesday night. So I cannot do the show. But Scrooge's night off is Tuesday. So you guys are going to probably want to call into that. And it's going to be fun. And I don't know who he's interviewing. If he does interviews at all, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Clearly, he was safe. Clearly, he was fucking safe. He bag never touched the bag. I'm watching the replay three times. I'm sorry to interrupt the monologue, but his foot is not on the bag. His foot is not on the bag. Now, that see, fuck that. No, I think it's. I challenge it. There's a lot of challenges. So, but guys, listen for Scrooge on Tuesdays, and only for the month of uh, December is Radio Irregardless going to move to Tuesdays, and then come January, we'll be back on Wednesdays. It's only for that. So, and of course, in January is the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, because now I can finally talk to people, because Halloween is over. And of course, you know, every single show, we played Jigsaw's Word Problems, which was great. We just played them. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh, I barely said your name. Jigsaw's just walked in the room. You know, and he doesn't care that the Cubs game is on. And Chicago's up two to one. Chicago, are you happy? Are you happy, Jigsaw? Yeah, he's very happy. In honor of the World Series, he has a bat wrapped with fucking, is that barbed wire? Yes, and spikes coming out of it. You look like something out of Thunderdome. The whole Mad Max thing going on. Don't even swing, dude. Just, Okay. But I know what you're saying. You're like, it's November. We got out of October with Jigsaw. But Jigsaw thought he wanted to scare people even more with a special edition. Jigsaw's Word Problems Election Edition. Yes, I know. It's a rigged system. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your pen and paper out because you're going to have to help me with this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play Jigsaw's Word Problems The Election Edition. Yeah. I want to play a game. Of course you do. This is a word game. And you're going to play. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. I'm drinking some far from the tree cider, by the way. Yeah. The choice is yours. Put on my last meal. Okay, here we go. Get your pencils ready. Election edition. Example one. Okay, here we go. Donald Trump has to build a wall. 25 feet tall okay. and 5,276 feet long. Okay. After it's finished, how many Mexicans will get over it? That is that is racist. What is wrong? That is racist. That is an unfair question. The answer would be most of them. <laughs> anyway, that's... Example. There was a lot of hate in the word Mexican, by the way. There was a lot Hillary of... Hillary Clinton okay. sent out 625 emails. Oh, shit. Okay. He also texts eight people, 15 texts each. Okay, emails and texts, yeah. How much will she spend on hammers to destroy all the devices? <laughs> that's not funny. That I mean, that's a true story, but that's not funny. And the correct answer is Home Depot's having a special. That's, is it? That's why you brought the bat, isn't it? Because you're not going to hit me with it tonight. Example oh, three. I think I saw a smile out of him just now. If Donald Trump pays $4.25 for a pair of gloves. Okay. <laughs> and $7.15 
for a pair of mittens. Okay. Will he still be able to grab the pussy? Oh, that is not fair. That is not fair. It's a celebrity that makes him able to do that, not his mittens. That's just not cool. And the answer is yes, he can. <laughs> are you holy, are you smiling? Did you? I, Example four. Oh, there's another one, a bonus one. Hillary Clinton's running for president. She spends $27 million a day in advertising for television. Okay. $54 million a day on print. Okay. And $8 million a day on internet ads. Isn't it crazy how much Larry David looks like Bernie Sanders? Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And that's got nothing to do with the question. What's wrong with you? He's having a good time. Because, you know, everybody's going to be miserable, which he loves miserable. Okay. So if she spends, I don't know. It is crazy how David, Larry David looks like Bernie Sanders. It does. Okay. Are you done? Okay. Okay. Ow! Okay, okay. A nudge I get. A nudge I get. All right. We're done with you. <laughs> All right. Are you happy? I'll see you next year. It's, did you grin? Are you? Oh, my God. He just... You you slick bastard. He grinned and gave me a wink. How cool is that? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen... That was uh, the election edition of Jigsaw's Word Problems. And we probably won't see him for like a year, so everybody's going to miss him. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break. And during the break, you're going to get a little sampling of my guest, Dead Air Dennis Maller, everybody. Now, the funny thing is, him and I have never met. he got a lot of stuff going on, and you will find out all the stuff he's got going on when we come back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic weather report. It's Tracy Jane. You should be listening to Mark Scalia on Radio Irregardless. Hey, what, the Irregardless, is that like your Italian thing? Is that like a not for nothing or, I mean, no disrespect? Hey, listen to Radio Irregardless. You know what you wanted me to do when I first got my license? You wanted me to play mailbox baseball. Anybody here ever played mailbox baseball? Yeah, I knew you did. Yeah, mailbox baseball. For the good things in the audience who don't know what mailbox baseball is, mailbox baseball is when you're driving around, right? You go out the window with a bat and you just start smashing mailboxes as you drive down the street. It's terrible. It's horrible. He was like, oh, yeah, let's go do it. I'm like, no, let's not. Yeah, come on. Let's go do it. No, let's not. Let's go do it. All right, fine. We will. But one condition. I pick the street. So I took him to this neighborhood I know, and I was like, all right, when well, come around the corner, go ahead and just lay as hard as you can right into the very first mailbox. Come around the corner. Very first mailbox. It's four feet tall, two feet wide. Made completely out of cement. <laughs> now you can prepare yourself for how hard you will laugh at your friend for hitting a concrete mailbox. You cannot prepare yourself for how hard you will laugh at him when he falls out of the car at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> now you look a little bit concerned, don't be, he's fine. 
He has a list now, but he's good. He's... <laughs>And you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling of my guest who joins us via Skype. That is dead air, Dennis Maller, everyone. Hello, 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 oh. everybody out there in Oh, I don't know if they heard that. Say that again. Hello, hello, everybody out there in ra- Internet Radio Land. Internet Radio Land. How are you, Dennis? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, called out of work and pretended to be sick today and then uh, sat around and did paperwork <laughs> for jobs that don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to work at a corporate gig in the afternoon. What do you do, actually, Mark? I don't know if we've ever, we've ever talked about what you do during your day. Uh, most of the time, I take a nap with my cat on the bed. That's what I do. <laughs> and of course, everybody oh, okay. hates me. I spend more of my life going to or coming home from work at four in the morning that I don't know what the rest of the day feels like. <laughs> I was hanging out with my buddies last night and we were just hanging out watching the game and having a couple of drinks. And they go, oh, I got to get going. It's 11 o'clock. And I go, why? What do you get going? They go, oh, I got to work tomorrow. I go, oh, yeah, me too. I said, but I got to <laughs> I go, I got to get up at like eight o'clock because my car has to be at the dealership by nine. They go, I'm up at five, you asshole. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I'm up at 4 a.m. every day now since oh. I moved to Boston. So, so wait a minute. Let's, let's talk about you. So why are you up at 4 o'clock every morning? Uh, I produce traffic reports for television and radio. So I do a, what's called a split shift. I go in and I do morning drive and I have all for four and a half hours, five hours. I go back and I do the afternoon reports. Ah, okay. And what uh, can you say? Actually, of course you can. You can say what station. Oh, I can say I work for Total Traffic and Weather, which is a company owned by iHeartRadio, and they are the evil empire, and they're hideous, and I hate them. Wait, <laughs> We're wait literally their direct comp- competition right now. <laughs> we, believe me, Dennis, we are not. I am not the fucking competition. <laughs> It took me. No, technically not. But it took me all but ten minutes to whip together that fucking jigsaw's word problem. So it really doesn't. I mean, I should write for other people. It would help me out, really. But if you know, hopefully, I'm not working ten minutes on one bit is nine minutes, and I spent on any bit that I did in my fifteen years of radio. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about that. So you're known as Dead Air Dennis Maller. Yes, Dead or Dennis. It's a nickname that was given to me by program director Joe Bevel Aqua, who was the program director for DC 101. I think he's in Colorado now. I should look Joe up on the internet and talk to him. Uh, anyway, what happened was there was a, a, a morning show in DC. It's still there. I actually was, since I had the day off, I decided to pop them up on uh, the internet and listen to it. It was the old morning show I used to work for uh, called uh, Elliot in the Morning. Great, uh, wonderful, one of the best radio shows. Uh, terrestrial radio shows out there if you ask me i think uh, even though elliot and i don't get along and he hates me i will still say he's a tremendous radio broadcaster and a, a great interviewer but um so they hired me to be the censor to replace the guy who was the censor for elliot show okay and they never actually had a name for the position so they jokingly referred to it as the dead air dennis position uh, so then that was the name that they gave me and then this was right when uh myspace started and I started a MySpace account because I was managing bands. And yeah. if I was going to manage the bands, I wanted to get familiar with MySpace. So I created a MySpace site and named it Dead Air Dennis. And then Excellent. that name kind of just stuck and followed, followed me uh, all the way up here to Boston. Well, speaking of that, you guys can follow him. You can free stalk him on Twitter at Dead Air Dennis. That's D-E-A-D-A-I-R-D-E-N-N-I-S. And coincidentally, yes. he's on Instagram, same name. So I don't have to repeat it. Oh, yeah, I'm... 
I'm branding that name like it, hardcore. I'm like sucking up all the social media accounts that I can get with that name. Like I'm, I'm mad actually to the point because there's another debtor, Dennis in radio. He works mm-hmm. in a station in Kentucky, oh. and we're in an unofficial battle for the name. Like I've gotten the dot com, the Twitter, yeah, uh, I've got Instagram, but he's gotten YouTube and Facebook, and I'm like, no, like he oh. has the Gmail, debtor, debtor Dennis at gmail.com. And I'm like, no, you son of a bitch, and he's not even using it. That's the worst part. Yeah, because YouTube hasn't been active in five years. I'm like, just give me the name, bro. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, you also have deadairdennis.com. Now, I've always yeah. asked this question because Snapchat deadair deadair underscore Dennis. Like, I didn't get that one on Snapchat, and I was kind of mad. See, I don't even understand. Like, I, do you know Paul Landwehr, comic in Boston? Oh, I know Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul and I. Paul. I do this thing where I take Paul pictures. Always played in my backyard. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Oh my God. I think I saw those pictures. Yeah, I do a backyard comedy show in my backyard with my roommate Jesse Miles, who's also a comedian. And uh, it's just a cookout, and we make comedians perform in front of our other friends. It's, you uh, make them. It's a good time. <laughs> and occasionally so, I slip in veggie burgers and veggie dogs to everyone just to see if they'll notice the difference. Oh, you're in a vegan. Anyway. <laughs> so, But I was talking to Paul, and I do this thing where I take pictures of people, I, you know, because I'm a comic and we're comics. We travel all around. I bump into people that look like other people all the time. So about, I don't know, three or four years ago, I started taking pictures of people who look like other people. And then what I do is I go on the internet and I take a, I find a picture that looks like the pose they're making. Then I Photoshop the two pictures together and then put their name in it. And Paul said, he goes, you should, he goes, you should have an Instagram account. And I go, I'm almost 50, dude. I have no fucking desire to set up an Instagram account that I would use like so infrequently. And I go, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook. If I'm going to do anything or Twitter. Well, you can put it on Facebook and on Instagram at the same time. Right. There's but- no difference between Instagram and Facebook other than one platform is this and the other platform is that. Like everyone – like I deal with – in one of my day jobs previously, I used to deal with – excuse me. I'm drinking beer. All right. <laughs> one of the day jobs I used to do was I used to do uh, cell phone sales. And I would always get uh, older people who are like, Hi, I'm getting my cell phone for the first time. <laughs> Or they'd be switching to a smartphone for the first time or whatever, and they'd be like, oh, I'm just old and dumb. I'm like, dude, I have a 96-year-old guy who just showed me how to do something on an iPhone yesterday. Not, it has nothing to do with <laughs> right. age. It does. Like, it's just people think because they get old that, oh, I'm old. I don't know what this new thing no, is. No, you know what it is? It's reluctancy. It's fear. It's yeah. fear. They're just afraid to try something new because you're in your – like I'm at 35 and I'm starting to fall into that habit too where I get – afraid of doing something new i'm like oh yeah no, no, no. you remember dennis you're the guy who said who would never be afraid of new things and would never not be up to date on music i'm falling out of uh, 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 i'm falling out of being up to date on music so i have to make it up somewhere by not being afraid of technology okay also by the way the name the reason i've kept dead air dennis is because it's almost like calling a big guy tiny calling me dead air dennis which means silence is uh ironic because i never stop talking <laughs> Well, that's funny because I love the bits. I, I love the bit about the fucking mailbox, concrete mailbox. Oh, mailbox baseball. Yeah, no, my uh, my buddy Tony. That was the guy. Uh, that's the guy who, who's. Uh, well, the bit continues. I go. The guy who was in the car was my best friend Tony, and it talks about how I. Um, uh, after that, like he's been my best friend. He's with me pretty much throughout all of my missteps in life. Um, and one of the things is that him, his kid, and I have we share a birthday. So now, like, this is how competitive we were our entire lives that now he's won because he's taken my birthday away from me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Uh, you are competitive, man. 
So how long? Oh, you no, been... you are. I just, that's why I get blind, stinking drunk at his kid's birthday just to show uh, I'm yeah. the one who won. Oh Jesus! You got you're, you're that guy. You, you're like the drunk uncle. <laughs> He's like drunk uncle. <laughs> oh, I'm completely the drunk uncle, but I'm not the fun uncle. I'm the absentee uncle. Oh no! So how long you been doing a how long you been uh, a comic? Uh, I've been doing comedy six years now. I think going on six years. I think uh, January would be six years. Uh-huh. Uh, and what happened was uh, actually technically I've been doing comedy regularly for six years. Uh, I've used to do open mics here and there, like once or twice a year. I had friends back in Baltimore where I'm originally from yeah. who are comedians and I would workshop their jokes with them and help them critiques and, and write and stuff. And if I came up with something, I'd give it to them. Uh, I just never really did much comedy myself because I knew in my head it takes 10 years to become a successful comedian at, at least. And <laughs> I, at the time at 22 years old, I didn't optimistic. have, <laughs> I know that's a funny thing. Like in my head, uh, that's what I thought of it. I was like, at 22, I was like, I don't want to put 10 years in this because I don't know if this is really what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all my focus into working in radio. Yeah. And that was a complete and utter misstep. Uh, and I got fired from <laughs> a restaurant job and I was working at a radio station that I just loved working at. Even though it was top 40 music, I just happened to work with a guy uh, who was just the, so the guy who brought me to Boston, Jackson Blue. He's one of my uh, closest friends now. He's my really only friend here in Boston, but he's one of my closest friends and he's a great guy and I love his family and everything. And him and I worked together and it was fantastic. And I got thrown off his show by, by management just because I made more money than uh, the other guy who I split my time with. They're like, look, you're getting paid too much. We can't pay you less. So we're just going to move you off the show and give you less hours. Oh, and yeah, so I was just like, I was heartbroken. And, tore up, and I'm like, I'm taking my entertainment career in my own hands now. And I'm going to start doing comedy. You're going to take my ball. I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go home and play with my ball by myself. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I, deci- I decided to finally take that big dive into comedy. And I also saw the boom of comedy coming around, so I kind of wanted to be ahead of that curve. I didn't want to just – I wasn't successful at being ahead of the curve, but I wanted to get ahead of the game a little bit because I saw it coming, and I've always wanted to do comedy. I was like, that was the time – excuse me. Now is the time I should be doing this when I should have started 10 years prior, but, you know. Well, everybody – I mean, I started at 21. I wish I started earlier. Yeah. I mean, and, we and all I, wish that we would have started earlier. Yeah, when you hear about Dave Chappelle going on stage at 16 years old, you know, yeah. it's well, like it's Chris well, Rock what too. Was I, doing? I was, yeah. I was trying to beat off between scrambled porn at 16. Like I wasn't thinking about going <laughs> to <doing> comedy. <laughs> I get. It. Well, you know, Chris Rock was on Saturday Night Live at like 17, 18. You know, and yeah. it's Eddie Murphy and all that stuff, and and it's it's I mean it's different now, and I mean you're you're doing it well now. You're originally from Baltimore, and now you make well, Boston I'm, you make Boston your home. And yep. what clubs do you play in the in uh, in the Boston area? Dude, I'll play anywhere they will let me in the door. Like, <laughs> which basically it's a shorter list of places that won't let me in the door. Really, it's probably now. Um, uh, let's see. I'm doing I'm doing the comedy studio this Sunday, uh, which will be fun because it's actually the first time I've done the comedy studio this year. Uh, the last time I did the comedy studio was December 30th, uh, and it's a very important date. You know, can we get heavy? Can we get real on your show? We're going to get – guys, strap in. Can we get real? Okay. Regardless. The reason that date sticks out in my head is, A, it's the day before New Year's, and it's also the day that I, I did my last set at the studio okay. in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, I left there. And I went immediately to the hospital because I was having chest pains and they end up doing uh, a life-saging heart surgery the next day to prevent me from having a fatal heart attack. Dude, and you're young. You're And when did I'm that happen? 34. I was 35 now, 34 when it happened. Yeah, that's oh. what every doctor told me. 
It's like, you're too young to be here. You need to go home. I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm oh, dying, doc. My, uh, d- not to segue too much, but my, one of my listeners just put down scrambled porn. Oh, the memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, we, we were talking earlier about the difference between uh, Gen X and millennials. Cause I was like, Ugh, sport. like, I know you're watching the game and I be honest, I tried to bring this, the game up on my uh, Xfinity uh, web because I don't watch TV TV. I just stream all my TV and stuff yeah. through Hulu and stuff. But So I tried to bring up Xfinity to watch the game. They're like, you need a subscription plan to watch it. And I'm like, it's the World Series. How do you just not give that away for free? But, oh, wow. Because it's I can't watch Fox. the game. I know you're watching in the background going like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're giving me the... the- no, actually I'm not because it's a commercial <laughs> right now. So I'm listening. <laughs> uh- <laughs> No. Something about the game. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, the bully game, bully game. Right. On TV, and you're like, oh, you millennials are not liking. Yeah, you know. I'm see, like, but I wanted to get. Yeah, I'm a millennial. but I wanted to bring that up. Not so much the millennials, but first of all, uh, they just had a solo. Uh, Cubbies just had a solo jack, and uh, so now it's four to one, which is great. That's the first thing. The and second, Chicago Cubs get yeah. one out of the park. So the game up. So here's the thing. During the pre-show interview, we were talking and. You had said, oh, the bullies. And I, my question to you was, I go, what do you mean the bullies? And you said that, you know, in high school, all the bullies were playing sports or something like that. Yes. And and it reminded me of how everybody, and I had this huge fucking argument with somebody the other day, how my, and I got to say my generation, the, the, the Gen Xs, anything below us has now renamed everything. And things have, like, first of all, Jigsaw comes in and says Mexicans with, like, this animosity because, you know, he's like, Mexicans. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. But it's not even about political correctness anymore. It's just, like, you can't, like, things aren't, like, why is playing sports bullies? Now, even in joke, right, now well, we were, yeah, and we were joking. Right. Yeah. That is, that, we were joking about that because also the different, the joke is, for me, inside of my head, is I joke about, oh yeah, the, all the sports athletes beat me up. That they used to beat me up, but I fought back on them, and that's why I got on the team is so I could, so I can level the playing field when I fist fought them. Yeah, like it's one of those like <laughs> if you want to, it's the school, it's the uh, the jailhouse mentality of you want to get respect. Oh yeah, you can knock out the biggest guy in the in the in the exactly. jail, jail yard. Exactly, that's what I did when I got to high school, and I was always playing sports because I was a hyper kid. I was just you know, well it was just okay, it was just when that's we how I got respect was just knocking a dude out on the football field at well, five foot six and 115 pounds, just well, going hardcore like Rudy, Sean Aston, <laughs> Rudy, Rudy. Well, that I get. I completely get that. But it just made me think about how everything is changing. Like, mm-hmm. even, I, I, of course, this politically charged. Like, the the thing, you know, and I watch South Park, and South Park's really kind of parroting this whole thing, and it's really interesting. But it's that whole thing that came out like 20 fucking years ago and I hate to say it, but it was that term, all men are, are rapists or potential rapists. It's that whole thing. It's like, I'm not a rapist. Are you fucking, I don't have the energy to rape you. I just, I don't have the, I wouldn't have the energy to voluntarily fuck you. I just, ask my wife, ask my wife. My wife, I'm like, hey, do you want to, I don't know. I don't need a pill. Get, no. get some of that testosterone pills in you and you'll just be ready. Okay, I'm not going to finish that sentence. No. Because I, <laughs> I don't mean what I was saying. Uh, if you take testosterone pills, you're not going to rape. No, I, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. But even when I was young, I, it's like, but I don't, I don't understand that whole thing. And it's so bad. It's just, 
I just I just miss I just miss being able to just you know, can a guy be a guy? Like I even had this discussion this afternoon. I hate when women call other women female. Like, oh, my boyfriend. I hate the term female in general. Like, I used to work in a hip hop club, and they would always refer to women instead of saying, "All right, all the men on this side, all the ladies on this side." They'd be like, "All right, gentlemen on this side, females on this side." I'm like, that's very demeaning. It, uh, and I think I so too. Women, females. I totally think so. I would call a dog a female. Or a plant yeah, female. It sounds very animalistic. Like, all right, yeah. all the female pigs on this side, all the male cows on this side. Yeah. I, don't know why I, I would, I would never say that. I'd rather say, I'd rather say, okay, who's it? I don't get it. When, when did ladies become a bad word? Exactly. It's, and that's the thing. Ladies. Oh, well, see, I don't think it, in my scenario, I don't think ladies was being used as a derogatory word. I feel like they were using females in a derogatory mm. phrase because it was a hip hop club and <laughs> hip hop music. Not necessarily the most, uh, yeah, uh, matriarchal matriarch, the, the most friendliest to women, yes. uh, form of entertainment. Well, that's the art. thing. It's like, and in, in I watch a lot of daytime TV with judges and stuff like that, and they always say he was messing around with another female, and I'm like, you mean another woman? I mean, a female what? And that, and I agree with I it. It's it's, not, it's a very. I don't think people use. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but when I hear somebody using the term female, I don't feel like they're using it in a politically correct way. I feel like they're using it as an insulting way, as in saying, "Oh, he was messing around with another female," which means this is my way of saying he was messing around with some other bitch. Snap, yeah, snap, snap. it's it's and a very derogatory. And actually, one of my listeners just wrote down, "I have a few female friends who take offense when they're referred to as ladies," which. Really? I, I don't know. I don't understand that. If like I call somebody it, like it's the term it's miss or madam, you know, or uh, ma'am. Some women don't like the word ma'am because they think it yeah. it's an age bias, which it's not. Miss is anybody under 18. Ma'am is anybody older than 18. That's the way it works because that's Dude, the I'm terminology. Born, I'm born and raised in Baltimore. So the natural affectation for anybody of the opposite sex where I'm from is hon. Oh, Han, yeah, oh. Han, yeah. So, yeah, you know how many women get mad at me when they go, excuse me, what did you call them? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm from Baltimore. And they're like, oh, okay then, sugar. Are it's you, fine. Like, are you kidding? I was at the I'm bar from- last night and, the, and the, 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 you know, the bartender brought us drinks and I said, I go, can't get a menu, sweetheart, or, or darling. That's my thing. And if somebody goes, hey, don't call me sweetheart, I was like, okay, bitch. I mean, what, what would you prefer? Well, I mean, are, I think those when is it not a good thing? Of, my defense of Han is, where I come from, everyone's called Han. Right. Every yeah. I, woke, I I grew my entire life with every lunch later lunch lady and woman on the street calling mm-hmm. me Hun. I grew up with my father calling every woman that wasn't my mother Hun. Right. You know, like it was just that. Let's the affectation that we affectation even a word. I don't know if I made that word up. No, it's the colloquial. The it's a it's a colloquialism. Refer to anyone the opposite sex. Yeah. Hun to a woman is dude to a guy to me. Like right. I don't mean it demeaningly. It's because I expect every woman who I meet to call me hot. Yeah, but that's the region that that's where you're from, and I know I saw a kitchen nightmare where they were talking in Baltimore, where that was the thing. And uh, Karen just said, uh, "I still use the word gentleman, but I'm ancient." See, I love the word gentleman. I actually refer to very pretty women as handsome. You could call someone a handsome woman because that was it. You would never say a woman was beautiful. You would say a woman was handsome, just like you would a man. See, that's the, well, like, that's that old chivalrous stuff. 
No, you would think it because you're 15 years younger than I am, but because I'm technically 15 years older, I would use, I like to use the, the term, I, I, 13, <laughs> you're fucking, go, what are you doing up this late? What are you doing up this late? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I gotta wake up in six hours. I don't, that's the thing about doing comedy that you, no matter what you do, you're, there's, it's impossible to go to bed before at best 11 PM. Yeah. Like. I'm usually like last night. I didn't get home and in bed until two in the morning. Oh. I left my house at four o'clock, got home at twelve thirty, almost one, and then went to bed at one thirty, one forty-five. Because <laughs> after after work, I went and did rehearsals. I'm also in uh, a set, a series of plays, and doing some acting and stuff. After I got home from that, I needed to record some audio and some bits and edit some videos to send off to uh, bookers and and you and stuff, so you can play those wonderful clips before the clips of me listening to myself talking to other people before playing this and i had to get all that done and then go to bed and wake up and go to work that's why i woke up at four o'clock yeah, no, see i would have done that for this you. is what vacation are for but you know something let's do this i want to take our second break when we come back not only are we going to talk about your acting career, we'll have a few minutes with that, but we're also going to play a game with you. Oh, excellent. Let's do this. All I right. love games. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets go on sale Monday, September 12th at 9 a.m. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you a humbug. Hey. I'm Nick Giusulo, and you're listening to Radio Ear Regardless with Mark Scalia, and I have no idea why. I know I'm excited to be here because this is a brand new shirt and tie that I get to wear for the first time tonight because I lost 40 pounds this year, so it's a satisfaction. It's very nice of you, but guys, you can clearly see I'm only less fat right now. Like, I went from obese to overweight. That's not an accomplishment. Ah. Uh, being fat. When you're fat and you lose a lot of weight, your friends ask you, uh, how do you lose, lose the weight? They want to know your secret, right? And I do have a secret, and I'll tell you guys, I'm on this great new diet plan called Poverty. <laughs> it's a lot like Atkins, where it's like low carbs, low sugar, low protein, low everything. I'm hungry, you guys. I can't afford to eat. But the good thing for the diet plan is when you do get to eat, you can eat as much as you want, just the plan says that you have to exercise afterwards. So I sit down, I eat a big huge meal, and my choice of exercise is running. So I eat, and then I run as fast as I can, right out of the restaurant. <laughs> and I keep going until the waiter gets up chasing me. <laughs> And you're back at Radio Oregonus with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was another little sampling of my guest, Dead Air, Dennis Maller. And I want to say, it is Maller. Yes, it is Maller. And actually, okay. just to let the audience know who are watching, uh, we're game seven of the World Series right now, top of the fifth on Fox Sports. Cubs are up 4-1 to over the Indians at bat right now. Anthony Rizzo and on deck coming up. You, you're so uh, behind because this is why I have live television. They're up 5-1. to one. There's a man on second with two men out, and it's the top of the fifth. <laughs> Let's try to top of the fifth. Top of the fifth, man on second. All the way just stole second base, and it was a 
It was a single run, Halbert. <laughs> yeah, Cubbies. Top of the fifth. Still Cubs up four to one. I don't know what's going on with no. Uh, it's five to one. He just he, no. He just got a double and he just got an RBI. The guy on base and they're killing it. It's five to one, and uh, the Cubs, Cubbies I, may do it. About this this thing, I, I've heard a couple of people talk about this game, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I don't care who wins this. Like, I don't care about either team." I hope they both lose. And I'm at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I don't care who wins, and I hope they both win. Yeah. Like, if either team wins, I just don't care. Oh, look I'm at, happy for either team who wins. They're panning They're panning into the Cleveland crowd, and there's just people, like, completely discouraged. Like, completely. because <laughs> oh, they're in. Yeah, that's right. They're yeah. In oh, my God. Another his home run? Oh, he just. 75 years. That's oh. it. That's it. All right. So we won't talk about the game for a little bit. We'll go back to the game on a third break. But let's talk about now. You're a comic. You're in radio. You do all that stuff. You have a podcast, right? You have a podcast as well. I do. I have a podcast called So What Do You Really Do? Uh, you can catch it on iTunes or online at deadairdentist.com. Oh, Jesus. That might. Is that a work number? Noise. Uh, sorry. Uh, you can catch that on iTunes uh, or at deadairdentist.com slash podcast. It's uh I sit down and just talk to artists and entertainers about their day jobs because we're all doing one thing at the day in the daylight hours to support things like this that we do in the twilight hours. Really? Is that that that's that's no? <laughs> no, that's not the actual I, tagline I, for the show. But I, I sleep I sleep during the sense. day with my cat on the. <laughs> that's well, some of us are grinding during the day. Like the uh, interview I just posted, uh, the most recent interview I just posted is uh, comedian Ben Rosen out of New York City, mm-hmm. uh, who was actually used to write for BuzzFeed. And but he writes at BuzzFeed during the day, and that night goes out and does comedy. Oh, there you, you know, go. Some of us have real careers, and some of us work at Starbucks. So it's like a weird dichotomy of what some of us do, I think, at least. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. And you do some acting as well? You alluded yeah, to that? I, I went to a, to an art high school in Baltimore. I went to a, a magnet school for the arts. I wasn't enrolled in the school. I, was, I went there because I lived across the street. Uh, but I did a, a lot of stuff with the theater program. So we had an art program. We did... Like music curriculums, uh, dance, theater, visual arts, um, and there was something else we did there. But uh, yeah, I did a lot of theater, a lot of community theater growing up, and then I did a lot of mostly tech theater, but a, few, a little bit of acting and improv at my high school. I uh, did a few things here and there, did a, you know some extra works in movies, background. Brooklyn Brothers beat the best, holla! I know, like, it was a dumb movie I was in. Uh, and then uh, right now, I just know a couple actors, finally started meeting some actors here in Boston, and it, doing a couple gigs here and there just to like keep that muscle up, trying to keep yeah. you know, character work up and making connections and, and making friends because three and a half, almost four years here in Boston, the only people I know are my coworkers in radio and other comedians mm. and bartenders who work at the bars that I do comedy at. Like I just need to expand my circle of friends. <laughs> well, we got a bunch of listeners, so I'm sure your circle will extend again. If you want to free stock, Dead Air Dennis Maller. You can find him on Twitter. He's at Dead Air Dennis. His website is deadairdennis.com. Instagram, Dead Air Dennis. You can find just, him all the way around. Just so, Google Dead Air Dennis. I'll be the first result because I have great search engine optimization. So here's the thing because you have Dead Air Dennis. We're going to play a quick game with you. And I wrote is this game, today. Is that game to see how quiet, how long Dennis could be quiet? No, no. We're going to play a game called. Better off dead. <laughs> All right. Isn't that Pam Adla? 
Pamela No, that's uh, that's uh, what's her name? EJ. It was from the movie Better Off Dead with John Cusack, one of my favorite oh, fucking wait, movies. No, yeah, it's the girl who played Dottie. PJ, yeah, PJ Rourke. Uh, no, not PJ yes, Rourke. Yes, she was that uh, Rock and Roll High School. Uh, she yes, was like uh, the girl who played Dottie and Pee Wee Herman. I yes, that she also her and Pam Analog voices sound a lot alike. Yes. So we're so the, first of all, it's, we're gonna play Better Off Dead because you are known as Dead Air Dennis. And here's the way it's going to work. You and I are speaking via Skype, so we're speaking almost instantaneously. And you're going to be playing against the listening audience, which is listening through an internet delay. So they may know something, but they have to hear it on a delay, and then they have to type it and make sure it gets in. So, so here's the thing. There are several listeners tonight, actually more than several, and they are going to play, and they're ruthless. They are super ruthless. They, they love to win. And if you win... You get a really cool... Did they just fucking had another... No, that's the previous... Okay. They were showing a replay. Anyway, I was like, did they score again? I'm like, fuck. I'm that guy who doesn't pay attention. And then I see the replay and go, how many fucking runs did they score? Anyway, so you're playing directly against a listening audience. Now, because they're on a delay, that's your advantage. Because there's more of them, that's their advantage. Okay. So what I'm going to do is since we're playing better off dead, I'm going to give you something that has the word dead in it and you have to tell me what it is. I'll give you a description and then of course you tell me what it is. It's very simple. So this would be the test question and see how well the audience can do this. An American drama film starring Robin Williams. Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Correct. Yes. And since you got it right, you get this. Stench. There you go. So, <laughs> Star Trek, yes. Yes, so if you get it right, you get a cool sound. Now, that was the test question, of course, and you see how it works. Now, the audience is typing in Dead Poet Society, Dead Poet Society, and th- that's how much they're on a delay. That's why if a big score happens, I say, yeah, there it is, and then it comes out. Anyway, so now we're ready to go. Now, there are only five questions. Six is a bonus if we get to it. How about this okay. one? An American horror drama television series developed by Frank Darapont based on the comic book the series. Walking the, the Walking Dead. The Dead, the man says. Is that based correct? Based off the comic book series by um... Ah, oh, crap. Uh... I read the comic book. Why can't I think of his name? It's fine. I edited it out from Wikipedia. There we go. There you go. So, they go Robert Kirkman. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, oh, that's his name. So Kim yeah. got Kim got Robert Kirkman before you did. Yeah, so she was bonus she's probably got like a super connection going on. So there's the first one. How about this one? An American rock band formed in 1965 in Palto, uh, Palo Alto, California. Uh the 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 uh, Deadheads. Um uh, worst part, I was waiting for you to finish before I said it. Uh, the Grateful Dead. Oh. I probably lost to the audience there, didn't I? You said it, but Kim Santo said it first. So, yeah. Kim, you get this. Stench. And Dennis, <laughs> you get this. Oh, fuck me dead. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Aussie guy who does it. That's funnier than, than the Star Trek, actually. Oh, I, I, I love it. Excellent. How about this one? American Western television series set in the 1870s, aired on HBO. Deadwood. Stench. That's correct. Deadwood is correct. How about this one? A disfigured and mentally unstable mercenary with superhuman abilities of an accelerated healing factor and physical prowess. He is known as Merc with a Mouth. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool! 
Dead. Uh, the worst part is I'm a comic book geek, and I was just thinking Wolverine when you said Healing Factor. I was like, Wolverine. Oh, holy shit! Oh, uh, Kim has got a really fast connection. She she was almost as quick as you were. But I but you did get it. Okay, since we're going that one, I'm, this one no one's gonna get. I'm gonna let you play with it. A Canadian electronic music producer and performer from Toronto, Ontario. Dead mouse. Fuck me, dead. Dead, Jim. He got it right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, dude, I'm hip with the music. Oh, man. oh, that's right. And especially, you know something, since you want to hear it. Oh, fuck me, dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely funnier than that. Jeez. It is funnier. Dead Miles. Yeah, it's Dead, it's dead Mile 5. <laughs> dead Mile 5. Boy, All right. uh, the five is an S. It's I know. But it's a, I know, it's Dead Mile 5. So here's what I'm going to do. I don't think this is going to take too long. So our third and final break is very quick. I'm going to tabulate scores. We're going to come back, tell you who won, and we're going to ask the questions I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. Plus, we're going to find out where you can see Dead Air Dennis Maller when we get back. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still via the Skype line, still on Dead Air Dennis Mailer. And uh, I tabulated all the scores. You got the test question. You got all of them except, well, I think Grateful Dead. You lost one. So, but I still think you did very well because you win. You win. You win. So you won. You com- Yay, me. You completely won. You beat my audience, even with the bonus question. Even with even with being hardwired, and you still beat them. I'm hearing... Oh, I know what it is. Okay, sorry. I was hearing double audio there for a second. That's oh, yeah. I brought up the chat room. Yeah, I could hear... Oh, yeah. If You got to hit the mute on the... Uh, it's the little X. The funny thing is that yeah, volume... I just actually closed the window out because I wanted to be in the chat, and I was going to be like, yeah, if I'm in the chat and talking to you, that's just too much distracting. Yeah. My brain. <laughs> It'll just blue screen at some point, and I'll just be here going, again, 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 yeah. again, 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 I need to be reset. So before that all happens, let's do this. And again, you can follow him. He's, let me say, I just closed the window. There we go. You can follow, you can free stock Dead Air Dennis Maller uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. He's at Dead Air Dennis. Dead as in dead, as in deceased. Air is in what we all breathe. And Dennis as in the menace. There we go. Dead Air Dennis Maller. And you can, again, 
Uh, so here, before we let you go, a couple things I want to do. One, I definitely want to find out where you're going to be, what you got coming up over the next uh, month or a couple months or so. Dead as a door now. Yes, he goes back to the Scrooge reference. That was the, oh, the Marley, Jacob Marley. So we definitely want to find out what you got going on. But before we do that, please, if you wouldn't mind, tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. Okay, I don't remember actually my first time on stage because it was like 12, 13 years ago just doing a random open mic just to shits and giggles. But I remember one of my first early open mics. Okay. It was at a bar in Mar- Southern Maryland that was right on the water. And this is probably actually one of my worst nights, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> You're going to come so by? The, the comedian who introduces me says my name and then I walk up. It's an open mic, and uh, he says my name, and I walk up, and I'm standing on the side while he's just riffing and doing bits for like three, four minutes. And all of a sudden, he turns and looks at me and goes, yo, man, what are you staring at me for? You look like you're going to – like you want to kiss me. Can I help you with something? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. My name's Dennis. I'm the next comedian. You just called my name. He goes, oh, here's Dennis, everybody, and then walks away. <laughs> and it was a tough room to begin with, so now I'm starting on the – Back, the back end with this audience and like <laughs> one of the and I was just riffing and freestyling jokes. I wasn't really doing any material. I went there with my friend who I was writing jokes with because he was prepping for a show. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll go up and I'll just riff some stuff. And one of the things I remember riffing was like t- there was like a like five white kids in the front row. I was like, hey, thanks for the 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 class of the OC for joining. Thanks for the cast of the OC joining <laughs> us here tonight. And then there was like a cardboard cutout from some bar i think it was like bud light not bar but some alcohol company i think it was bud light of like just a dude and a chick dancing that was directly behind me on I on say, stage quotes, stage okay it was basically against on the window and like behind the window was a deck and behind the deck was the chesapeake bay <laughs> like, like if i just did like one if i tripped the wrong way i would just fall oh my god small it was uh so they had that in the window and i remember going guys hold on one second walk over and just like dancing with the chick with the chick and the cardboard come out to go and then it doesn't move so i just look at him like stuck up bitch and then walked away that's and that's funny. the best joke uh, the best laugh that the entire set got uh and i'm uh, yeah that was one of my first times on stage but again that was like 15 years ago mm. might have been like my dozen 12th 13th time on stage but that was definitely one of my earlier times on stage cool uh best time on stage uh probably i have to say this year charm city comedy festival uh i did i went back to baltimore to do the charm city comedy festival and it was just a good time it was a, not a, it was not a packed crowd it was a packed crowd but packed for the crowd for the space they have it's like 25 30 people so 25 30 people intently paying attention laughing um and it was also uh this the second time no i take that back fuck fuck charm city comedy specials the best time i had was i did south by southwest (laughs) in austin texas this year and that was the first time i got to do all this new material about uh all the health problems i've had this year Mm. um so it was cathartic to be able to do all that and again it was just another scenario like i'm in a new town new audience i'm doing pretty much new material like i haven't done it was uh 15 minutes and it was 15 minutes of material that i hadn't done in one full chunk yet um and they were like on board ready for all of it and happy and laughing i'm like all right so like it's the moment that made me realize so march of this year i fought after six years in comedy almost six years in comedy i finally realized that i'm not a fluke like every laugh that i've gotten on stage wasn't a fluke (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm going out there and telling people, yeah, I almost died this year and then made them laugh 
through it you know i took really dark material and made people laugh with it um and it made me feel that i'm on the right path of things so yeah that's my best time worst time on stage every time i've been at the comedy studio maybe oh my gosh (laughs) no there's nothing no uh no i love the studio i just always have trouble there because some some people don't have great luck there i've always i've been one of those guys that i just cambridge and i never got along I mean, and it's and certainly I have a pretty decent career, and it's a great club, and a lot of careers have been launched out of it. But you know, sometimes it's square peg round hole. So I completely understand. Yeah, I that. think nine out of ten times, if I've ninety percent of the time I've done comedy studio, it's just been not good for me. And I love the studio. I yeah. love going. There. I love Improv Boston too. And again, Improv Boston audience is just half of my material. They're just like, yeah, no, we're not supporting this. And I'm not by any means an offensive comedian uh, for the most part. But uh, I remember, oh God, I'm doing the, the the Improv Boston has this thing called the Naked Show. Yes, uh, it's the first Thursday of every month. By the way, the audience, if you want to go there, you don't have to be naked. The comedians are naked. Uh, and I remember I was doing the Naked Show there, and I mentioned I did just did a dumb dick joke, and the entire audience's eyes were looking straight at me. And then they looked down, and then looked back up as if they're saying, "Yeah, that small dick joke checks out." Ah, I don't know why anybody would do that show. I just, I literally, and it's been going for years. I mean, that show's oh, it's been for years, and it's, it's. I mean, that's when Andy O'Fish started it. When I moved, moved here to, yeah, he still does it. Uh, when I moved here to Boston, I'd say I would never do that, but now that I lost this weight, uh, I'm dealing with body issues in my head, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna, it's a body positive show. I'm gonna go out there and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it just because I want to get comfortable with myself and and my and my body and the weight loss that I've had and mm. the weight that I need to lose. So that's why I did that. And then I'm doing it again tomorrow because uh, I just want to fill out my schedule for the rest of the year. So I feel like <laughs> I accomplished something. <laughs> I'll show my dick as long as it completes my weekend. <laughs> Honestly, oh. it's, not much to, it's not much to show off. So we're, we're, we'll funny. be fine. So, Dennis, what do you got coming up that you want to promote for the? And of course, you can go to his website and check them all out, uh, which would be fine. Uh, you can yeah, no, your calendar is listed. Coming up in November, which is great. Like I'm doing the comedy studio on Sunday. I'm doing a naked show tomorrow. I'm doing Maddie's Lounge and Quincy on uh, November 9th. But the most important thing, if, uh, if you, most of your audience is in the North Shore Shore area, I'm God, I'm two beers deep, and I'm already losing my speech. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing North Shore's last comic standing at the Beverly Salem Elks Lodge, uh, post 1309 on. Um, Bow Street in Beverly on November 12th. So that's next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, tickets you can find by just Googling North Shore Last Comic Standing. Or if you go to my website, deaddairdennis.com and click the link. They got to watch uh, out. It's basically a competition they, show. They got to watch out for that. Show. They got to watch out for that because Last Comic Standing is a trademark thing and you're not oh, supposed know, to use it. So I know. They shouldn't be. And I don't want to. I hate competition comedy shows, but I agreed to do this like months in advance, mm. thinking that maybe I'll back out of it before it happens and we're. Mm what 10 days away i'm like well, i guess i'm committed now. yeah like they keep sending me messages like hey are you guys excited for the show yes like, they didn't charge you the i'm gonna be so excited for the show is if everyone else drops out and it's just me yeah well you know i'm in the i'm up in salem area so you know have a good time i wish you nothing but the best and it's been great having you on the show man we've had a lot of fucking laughs Having a lot of yeah, laughs. Yeah, no, we did. It was great having yeah. you, Mark. I'm, I'm really glad we got this. And I hope we get to work together at some point. I really do, because now I get to meet you. Now I've met you this way. I can actually meet you in person as well. Yeah, because I, I run bostoncomedyshows.com, so I recognize so many comedians oh, from their Twitter right. profiles that I sometimes forget I haven't met them in person yet. Right. <laughs> but thanks for being part of the show, Dennis. And uh, I know we'll thanks see each other soon, man. 
right, take care. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye, Dennis. Bye. That was dead air Dennis Maller, everybody. So funny. So having a good time. So <laughs> I got to be naked so I can run my weekend out. <laughs> too funny. Just too funny. So, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of weekend, let me tell you where I'm going to be. Actually, I want to tell you this. The intro to tonight's show, it was directly about um, about Hillary's emails. I was watching CNN when that happened. That just happened a couple days ago, and I went to the CNN website, and I could, you can watch it. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to hear it. I got to hear it. And I actually got that sound clip. And, you know, Karen always asked me, where do you get all these sound clips? Because this is the... 100th and which uh, this is the 126th show that we've done and i've never used the same irregardless soundbite in any and i still got like another 20 to go <laughs> so let me tell you where i'm gonna be so we can always have fun thursday night i'm off friday november 4th i'll be doing a fundraiser at princeton station and Chelmsford Mass, raising, uh, Chelmsford Mass raising some money for a very good cause. Saturday night, I'll be down in Colchester, Connecticut, doing another benefit show at St. Joseph's Polish Club. And Sunday, November 6th, I'll be doing a private afternoon gig down at Bryant University. It's a corporate gig in Smithfield, Rhode Island, having a good time down there. Hey, guys, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, leave a question or comment, email the show, radio irregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, November 9th, my guest will be comedian Craig Fay. Hey, guys, next Tuesday is Election Day. Vote, make it count, and we'll see you the day after. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three.